0: Hey, 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 Winlow family, it's Nat Ma here, and I'm flying solo today because I have a very special guest in the Winlow studio. Her name is Karen Turner, and you're going to love today's episode. We're introducing our sister, sister, which is share your story till all have heard, share your story till all have healed. For the Bible declares in Revelation 12 11 and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony so someone is going to be blessed today they will hear a word a testimony that will help them to overcome whatever they're battling so come on back Meet me on the inside. Welcome to Winlow with Nama and Joe. I'm Krista here, a.k.a. Nama. I'm an evangelist, learning coach, mom of two, and Nama of three.
1: I'm Josiah. I'm a Lego builder, second grader, and called by God to be a Christian warrior.
0: Hey there, Grandma. If you're searching for biblical strategies to train your kingdom kid, you're in the right place. Deuteronomy 4, 9, and 10 tells us to teach our children and grandchildren to obey God's commands. So if you're ready to win low, why not laugh on Wednesday? We'll provide you with practical tips to laugh and live,
1: love and learn,
0: while inspiring you to build a legacy as well. So chillax,
1: grab a snack, and, and enjoy, enjoy the, the podcast. podcast. Hey
0: guys, we want to hey. give a special, special thank you to special. Chris Scott. Chris sent in our joke for last week, and I forgot to mention it. Yeah, It was a very good joke. Thank you, Christine. We so appreciate the joke. Uh-huh. Even and
1: though I didn't get it.
0: No, you didn't get it, but it was good. I think it went over very well. Thank you, Chris Scott. We love you.
1: Love you. Bye love now. You. It's Wednesday. And it's time for another joke. Another joke.
0: Here's the joke. Uh-huh. A man walks into his doctor's office with a carrot in his ear and a banana in his nose He asks the doctor What's wrong doc? The doctor replies You're not eating right
1: Yo guys <laughs> I don't get it So <laughs> It's <I know>. funny
0: <laughs> We'll see you on the inside
1: <laughs> Hey guys hi. I asked
0: Olivia Say hi Olivia Hi. So I asked Olivia if she knew Jesus Do you know Jesus? I
1: know Jesus
0: Does he talk to you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What does he say to you, Olivia? What does he tell you i uh,
1: do not be afraid and no and don't call my mom and let me go to the bathroom
0: really mm-hmm. so he tells you not to be afraid. He also tells you not to tell your mom Mm-mm. not to call your mom no what does he tell you
1: uh you, you do know the other room, I say.
0: What did you say? I forgot. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, and he lets you go to the toilet.
0: And he lets you go to the toilet? Yeah. He tells you when to go? Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it keeps me uh, comfortably on the couch and not to guests snack without asking my mom.
0: I need an interpreter. Alrighty, guys. That's Miss O. She says she knows Jesus. Hey, 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 Winlow family, as promised, we have in the studio, Karen Sykes-Turner. She is a great woman of God, and she is my friend. She's an intercessor like none other. She is a mother of two, a grandmother of one, and she is an author. The title of her book is, He Will Set You On High, and she is here today in our studio. So help me welcome, Winlow family, Karen Sykes-Turner. Welcome, Karen.
2: Thank you, Krista. It's such a pleasure to have you here today to share your testimony. I am so excited about this. I've been knowing you for about six years,
3: I want to say. Yes. Since around 2017, something like that.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes, we met at a conference at our church, and I don't think we stopped talking since then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, You've been that constant friend, one that I can go to to talk about anything, and you've been my prayer partner. And I just so love you, and I appreciate you for being my prayer partner. Your friends should be prayer warriors.
3: (laughs) Right. You know? Yes. Yes. Not just to to go and talk and gossip, you know what I mean, but to take those issues and concerns to God. Amen. So I thank God for you to you know having someone to to do just that. You know we we just take it to the throne. We take whatever it is to God, cast it on Him. Yes, Lord. Yes,
2: Lord. And I'm excited today for you to share your testimony and share with our listening audience a little bit about yourself. If I can just share this brief quote, and I quote, The Lord delivered me from a cocaine addiction over 30 years ago. No man-made medicine could help me overcome what I faced daily until I found healing in Scripture. End quote. And I'm just going to start right there and let
3: you go ahead and share your story today, Karen. Okay. Well, I'm not not too good on dates, but I guess back in the late 80s, my mother became sick, very sick. And she had sinus problems and was going back and forth to the doctor, and they had found out that that the fluid that that was leaking from her nose was spinal fluid, and they wanted to operate. To make a long story short, so she did that. She had a, a craniotomy, and it didn't go so well. So she she contacted meningitis. So she got. Very sick, and she lapsed into a coma. She was in a coma for like eleven months, and I was there. And my husband had told me that my attitude—that every, you know—he was just like you. Just you ch- I changed, and at the time, he introduced me to to cocaine—not just cocaine, but freebase. And I began to do that, and I liked it, and I guess it took my mind off of my mom and her condition. So we began to do that, I mean, all the time. I guess he was doing it more than me, but he brought me into it. And so we we were just getting high, and it just went from years to years. I know Jasmine, she was born in 86. So it was before that I realized that when I became pregnant with her that, you know, it was something that I couldn't, that I didn't really want to do with her carrying her. But I had become addicted at that time. But it wasn't as strong. I held out. I think I had gotten high with her maybe once. But I didn't do it again. So I held out through throughout the pregnancy, and she was born November 86, so I stopped up until then, but it was like, oh, I I just couldn't wait until I had her, because it was like, oh, wow, I can get back, you know, and and, in that, and I can get back starting getting high, um, which I did, and then I had found out I guess after after that, six weeks after having the baby, you can't, you know, not supposed to um, have sex because of the fact that you may get pregnant again, which I did, and I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't go through this again, not another pregnancy. Now, I was married, so it was like even if I did have the baby, it was okay, I was married, but... Because of the fact that I, I wanted to get high more than to have my baby, to save my baby life, I mm. had an abortion, you know, just so that I would not have to get high with the baby. So I had an abortion. And after I, after I was saved and realized that, it was like, oh, my God, I don't believe I did that. But, you know, I prayed to God. I really uh, repented, and he dealt with me about that and confessed my sin and everything. And then the word of God said, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And so after I had the abortion, I was able to continue like getting high, and 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 we did that. We just was do, just getting high, getting high. You know, every time I get paid, man, my money just went in, into buying the substance, the cocaine, and not having money to take care of our necessities, you know, by food, paying bills. Um,
2: So what was your breaking point? How, How did you come to realize you needed help in your addiction? Well,
3: because, you know, I was working. I was working at this government agency, and we would get high and stay up all night. And I wouldn't have any sleep. I didn't go to sleep. But I would get ready, you know, take my shower, get ready for work, and go to work. And then that cycle began again. I was up all all day at work, and then I get home and just started. So I think one day when I went to work, one of, the, one of my supervisors, because I was a secretary, And he knew, he asked me, he said, what's wrong with your eyes like that? So I believe he detected that my my pupils were like dilated. And I kind of like looked away, went back to my desk, but different things like that. And one of my coworkers, she would tell me stories about her niece and her husband how they were also doing drugs. and it, it was just similar to what I was going through, and I would listen to her. I didn't really tell her what I was going through, but it was somehow God placed her there to kind of like share with me what her niece was going through. And then at the time when I when I was home and I was getting high, I couldn't breathe in like I should. It was like I was losing my breath. I couldn't inhale as deeply and then hold it. And that was a concern. And the high was not like that first time you get high, You, you I just lost that. So it was like I was just getting high just to get high just to go through that process. But I wasn't really enjoying the high like I was at first. And so that's, and then our money, it was like every, you know, pay, pay period, every time I get paid, it was like I was spending my money. and And I just started realizing this is not, <laughs> this is not right, you know.
2: Yeah. Let me ask you this. Wow, that's so interesting. I was thinking about my gambling addiction that I used to have. Same thing. When you're addicted, you're addicted. No matter what the sin is, it's hard to stop. But how was your relationship with God at the time? Um, were you a believer? Had you grown up in church? Give me that kind of backstory. story.
3: Well, no, I wasn't saved. I mean, we went to church as children, but as far as being saved and saying that I'm a Christian, saying that sin is prayer and all that, I knew nothing about that. I knew about God, but as far as Jesus and and what he meant and that he died on a cross and shed his blood and receiving him as Lord and Savior. I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. So when I started cry, crying out, I cried out to God. I say, God, God, if there is a God, if you are real, you will show me, you will help me. Because what I was going through, it was like this. this is something it was heavy, it was like it was deep and I liked it, but I I didn't wanna stop. I had gotten to a point where I was saying I didn't wanna stop. If I died, I, w- I would rather die like like this. You know, just get the My
2: God. I see.
3: Yeah. So I said, Well God, if you are real, you will stop me because I can't stop. And I didn't wanna go to anybody. I didn't want to go to try and get help to man. It was like this man can't help me with that. You know, I didn't want to go to no rehab or anything like that. I just felt that that would not help me. So I would get high and I'll be standing up in the kitchen getting high and I would just talk to God. I'd say, God, you see me, you know, I'm getting high. And then all of a sudden it was like, Man, he just let me it was like I realized that my husband and i we kept saying okay i'm gonna we're gonna stop, okay, this is gonna be the last time, and we're gonna get ourselves together, but yet when we got some money, it still we we did the same thing, so it was like the only way that I'm gonna get out of this is 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 that I leave because that was my source. He was my source. That that was the way I was getting there. And so I just made the decision to leave. I had I had to leave, and I decided that I was going to take the kids and move. Where well, I had two options: either I could go to a shelter or go back to my parents' house, and. I chose to go back to my parents' house because I didn't want to take the kids to a shelter. So I talked to my father at the time because my mother was home as a paraplegic. And he said yes. So it was like the Lord just let me, I got someone to um, help me when my husband was at work. We came in and moved everything out. And that was it. It was like once I moved out, I just stopped. Immediately I stopped. I didn't get high anymore. Wow, my God. Yeah, just like that.
2: So how did you maintain um, your deliverance from the
3: cocaine? Well, like I said, it it was like, I mean, I stopped. It, it was like I stopped cigarette smoking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I stopped cocaine smoking. It was like oh, that's gosh. all I needed. I needed to leave that because he was my source. He was bringing it in mm-hmm. and everything. So once I got back to my parents' house, man, I did. I guess I didn't want it anymore. Wow. Because like I said, I, 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 I wasn't getting high and I couldn't inhale or breathe mm-hmm. in. And that was, like, a relief from everything. And I was, like, delivered just by moving out. And even though we were still married, I kind of thought, like, what may be because we would talk about getting back together, trying it again. And I think it may be one time I went back and I got hired. Mm-hmm. And then when I left, I did not get high. So it it was like that was it. I had to just stay away. <laughs> you really,
2: really understood that it was that environment and being connected, yes, yeah, uh, to your husband that allowed you to to smoke cocaine. It was completely the environment. yeah, you, know, you knew that once you left after that slip that time, you knew.
3: That you would not have yes, to do. Because anything. I didn't go I didn't go out on my own trying mm-hmm. to get it trying to get high. I didn't yes. go on the streets, go to the crack houses, none of that. It wasn't even on my mind. It wasn't a desire. That desire wasn't in me. It was really like crying out to the Lord, asking him to, to help me, and he did. Yes. And he did. Yes. <laughs>
2: He gave you the revelation to just leave.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: Amen. Amen. Praise God.
3: Yes. And after that, I had a a girlfriend. She had called me up, and she had gotten saved. Damon Wilson, you know, that played on San Francisco as Lamont. (laughs) He, He became a minister, and he visited a church here. And she called me up, and she said, you know, you have to, to get saved. You got to ask Jesus. You got to say a sinner's prayer and ask him to mm-hmm. come into your home and be your Lord uh, and then you're saved like that. And she was like, come on, come on, Demond. He's at this church. Well, uh, so I said, okay. So I went with her, and after he had given his message, he called people up, you know, for sinner's prayer. I went up, and said this in his prayer, and he laid his hands on me, and I was saved. So then I was saved, right? I asked the Lord into my heart, and it became Jesus. I I started learning about Jesus. Jesus, he is the way. Jesus is. So I began to use the name of Jesus and and, um, learning about Jesus and what he did. He died on the cross. He shed his blood for me. So that was my introduction into the Lord and and being a Christian and things just you and and the word just opened up to me as I was reading and understanding and and uh, came and I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> And my faith just began to build up in the Lord and um well, I joined the church and began going to church and, and really became I, I would sit across on the monument ground because I was I was working right across the street from the monument. So I would walk over there during lunchtime and sit sit down on the grass and I began to read the Bible and I just opened up the Bible to I believe it's Ephesians two where it says that you're no longer a alien, a stranger, a foreigner, mm-hmm. but that you are a member of the household of God yeah. built upon the prophets and, and the apostles and the prophets. And it was like boom, it was like God telling me now that you're no longer a stranger. You you yeah. you remember <laughs> Of me in the household of God, and it, it was just like my walk, my walk of faith and believing in the Lord, just began to flourish. Amen. You know? mm-hmm. Yes, I I mm-hmm. thank God for your friend
2: that invited you to church. And thank God for that mm-hmm. uh, encounter that you had, your introduction to the Lord. And uh, yeah. God, opening up the scriptures to you, I could tell even how we're talking, how you hold on to every word, that you speak <laughs> every word of God. You hold on to it, and you make it applicable to yourself, and you yes. believe it when you speak it. Yes. And that's something that I have come to know about you. I praise God for that. Praise God. And even as you were talking, I'm thinking there are some people that are going through the same thing, whether it be a cocaine addiction, gambling addiction, drinking addiction, some type of addiction, yeah. and do not know the Lord. I
3: do not know the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And God, he had showed me. It's like getting high is parallel to God. He had to show me that thing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And I had to break that down like faith is the substance. And the substance is what? Substance we call drugs and alcohol and all of those things. Those are substance, Right. You know, and if faith is the substance, without faith that uh, we, can, we can't please God, right? Yes. So he was saying faith, faith is the substance. And so I looked to the cocaine. Cocaine was the faith, the faith, that tangible object that I could see and hold on to. It was that rock. That I put in the pipe and smoked it in and 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 took my breath almost taking my breath away, but he was showing me now faith is the substance faith Jesus is that tangible object, he yes, is he that was. faith, and take that faith, take Jesus, that tangible object, which is our rock, he is our rock. that that we stand on take him put him in breathe him in because he is our breath of life and he will set me on high to the most high God he's the only way to God who is the most high God if I want to get high I can get high but the only way to him is through the rock of the faith, the substance of Jesus Christ. So take him in, breathe him in, breathe the breath of life in, of Jesus Christ, because he came that we may have life, and life more abundantly. So breathe him in, Jesus. Now, the devil tried to take me out with his rock, with his substance, and having me believe in him. But I was like, oh, no, God saved me and showed me mm-hmm. the true rock, hallelujah, and to believe in Jesus Christ. He is that faith. He is the the the, the evidence. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. So my trust and my faith and my confidence is in Jesus now. Yes, he yes. is the rock. And I am going to. Safely assume
2: that is the premise of your book. He will set you on high. Yes. Yes. When did you
3: write that book? When did I write it?
2: At what point,
3: yes, did you write that book? Oh, I was going through something. It was like I was getting ready to lose my mind. I would just get so overwhelmed Mm. in something. And it was like the Holy Spirit just took me through all what I had just told you. You know, he had to break down the and and give me that correlation and that revelation be, between the devil, his faith, God, his faith, the rock, the drugs is is the substance that I believed in. Now I believe in Jesus, the rock. And and when that revelation came, what I was going through, that overwhelmingness, it was like. It, it just dissipated. It just left because the enemy was still trying to break me down and, and trying to lose my mind. But God had to, he, he came in and really built up my faith even more by understanding what faith really truly is to me. He gave me that understanding. He knew what I need and and, and it just set me free. You know what I mean? Amen. He can set me free me. <laughs> Amen.
2: What you may not know about Karen, not only is she an author, but she is so much a creative. She is the proprietor of Cast Designs, LLC. She creates and designs wreaths, t-shirts, hats, and so much more. Can you tell us a little bit more about your
3: creative side, Karen? Well, I'm also a seamstress, but I haven't really done anything in many many years and Jasmine was I think in Head Start and they was offering a sewing class to the parents
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I joined and learned how to sew and everything and it was just like the Holy Spirit just pew, I just excelled in that and began to sew and um, make things and a lot of people would see my designs and want me to sew for them, so I started doing that. I guess in the nineties I really started sewing, but I stopped. This is getting into a whole whole another area of spiritual warfare because it okay. was like the enemy was after my mind, and I really went through a lot of spiritual warfare just trying to stay out of uh, institutions. <laughs> Praise God. um, He did it. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. um, I started maybe two, three years ago making wreaths, any kind of wreath. But now it was like I call them my queen wreaths. I don't call them divas because I don't like divas. (laughs) But I call them my queen wreaths. They have the woman's face and then the the hair yes. and um, embellish them with flowers and glitter and all of it. So
2: I love those. You actually made a queen wreath <laughs> okay. in my Winlow colors. It was beautiful, beautiful. So yes, you mm. do design well. I love those. Yeah. Thank you. So I thank God for you coming on, sharing your testimony. You just don't know how many people will be helped by you sharing your story. And for all those that may be in the same situation as Karen, God is there for you. He's He's wooing you. And any part of the story resonated with you and you want to give your life over to Christ if you don't know the Lord. You can simply ask them to come into your heart. And if you want to at this time, just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, save me from myself. Save me from my sin. I surrender all to you. I recognize that you are God. And you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I accept you into my heart. And I believe you are the one that can deliver me and save me. Right now, I surrender all, and I come to you and save me. And I believe I am a part of your family. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Karen, thank you again for coming on to... Share your story, and I thank God for you. I thank God that you are a founding board, one that will go into prayer and interceding for you. I pray that God will just bless you beyond your belief, even for your family and for those who will hear your testimony, that they will come to know Christ. And, guys, if you want to get in touch with Karen, I will leave her information in the description below. But you can find her on Facebook at Karen Turner. And, of course, there are many, so I will leave the link and all of her information. Again, thank you, Karen. And Winmore will be seeing more of you. So, Karen, as we leave, do you have any closing remarks, any words of encouragement, or anything you'd like to leave our window audience? Yes. I would, first
3: of all, like to thank you for having me on. This is my first time publicly telling my testimony, parts of my testimony. I have healing testimonies and all kinds of testimonies to share. But that was the my initial, how the Lord actually saved me and brought me into the, the kingdom of God. And just to encourage everyone that Jesus loves you and all you have to do is cry out to him, talk to him in the way that you, only you know how. He knows, he knows. He's waiting for you, and just cry out to him, and he will help you, definitely.
2: Oh, yes, Amen. Thank you so much for those encouraging words. That is so great. Guys, again, this is Karen Turner. This is my friend, and I encourage you to email her if you would need a copy of her book, if you would love to hear more about her story in her book or just for her to design a a wreath for you. Yes. Thank you so much, Karen, and you're absolutely welcome. It was a pleasure. We will see you in the next episode.
1: Hey Levi, did you hear what Nam I did? Yep, she launched Window Solutions and insurance agency that offers personalized service tailored to your specific needs. So whether you need a final expense policy, a plan for your grandchildren, or even a retirement solution, now has got you covered. That's right, Joe. So let's connect. Click on the link in the
0: description for more information. The sooner the better. Yep, we know life is busy, but get coverage, gain peace of mind, and create generational wealth. Why not
1: today? So call today. 833-WINLOW-00 or visit our website.
0: At Winlow Solutions,
1: you're not just a passing number. You're
0: part of our family. family.
1: Bye, y'all. Hey, Joe. Yeah? You know what? Yeah?
0: God gives us some great opportunities to meet amazing people. I know know that, right? Yeah. I had the opportunity to meet Veronica. Very special woman of God. Hmm, who's
1: Veronica? She
0: was a young lady I met, and she told me about her and her her husband. I was so, um, I was so impressed with their years of being married. God has something very special for them in store for them, and I had the opportunity to uh, talk with her. So I just want to give a special shout out to Veronica,
1: uh-huh. Veronica,
0: and her husband Eugene. We just send a special blessing to them. I pray over them uh, mm-hmm. according to Psalms one, 103 and 20 that says that he sent the word and the word healed him. So according to that, I pray that whatever ailments and anything that uh, they're going through, that they will be covered by the blood of Jesus, the yep, word of the God. Blood.
1: They will be armed by the blood of Jesus. Yes. They will be covered. They will have a a force field over them, but made with the blood of Jesus.
0: I love that. A force field over Mm -hmm. them, powered by the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I pray, according to Isaiah 53, that they will believe the report of the Lord and no one else's report. But I also pray... That according to Mark eleven twenty-three, that they will watch the words that come out of their mouths, because uh-huh. Mark eleven twenty-three said, We shall have whatsoever we say if, if we, we do what?
1: Believe with our heart uh-huh. with zero doubt.
0: Zero doubt. We shall
1: have whatever we shall say. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I pray that they are claiming only the goodness of the Lord over them and will not accept anything that comes
1: From the enemy.
0: From the enemy. In Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Amen. Hey there, Winlow crew. Before you leave, if this podcast has blessed you in any way, please, please, please support us by leaving a review and subscribing to our channel on Apple Podcasts. We will personally read every one of them. We also invite you to join our Winlow community at bit.ly forward slash Winlow community. The link is in the show notes. And remember to make this daily affirmation found in Isaiah fifty four thirteen. All my children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children. We'll meet you in the next episode. Bye for now.